And greetings, friends. A powerful religious force will soon arise to change your life. The Antichrist is coming soon. Picture the hysteria being created in huge crowds by Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Hundreds of thousands screaming, Heil Hitler! Or screaming, Viva il Duce! to Mussolini. Within the next several years, my friends, a powerful, charismatic religious leader will stir crowds just like this. He will be adored, he will be worshipped, but he will be the personification of the Antichrist. You need to understand. Stay tuned. My friends, the atheists are in for a big surprise, for not only is there a very real God, but the inspired prophecies in God's Word reveal that the most exciting time in all human history is just ahead. Event after event that God talks about is beginning to be fulfilled, and it will be fulfilled, and they'll have to understand the Creator will soon intervene to humble mankind, but first He will allow a rebellious world to be greatly deceived by the Antichrist. Yet this thing is something most professing religious leaders get all mixed up, for many of them also are deceived. But you can truly understand, you can, if you are willing, my friends, However, you must be willing to genuinely study and to believe what the Bible actually says, not what people imagine. So who or what is the Antichrist, and how will this affect your very life? Note carefully what Jesus Christ warned us about. Turn to Mark 13. Mark 13. If you have a Bible handy, go get it. This is one time to check up on me especially and check up on all the other guys. You need to know what the Bible actually says about these things, not what people imagine, because it's going to affect your life. Mark 13, beginning verse 4, the disciples said, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when these things will be fulfilled? And Jesus answering them began to say, He said many things not recorded. We know that. They recorded the key things by God's inspiration. He said, take heed that no one deceives you. For many, not a few, some people think, oh, there are just a few oddball prophets out there, false teachers all alone. No, the many. He always said the many. Broad is the gate and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And many shall go in there at, Jesus said. Over and over the Bible tells us the many are deceived. Many, he said, will come in my name saying, I am he. They'll say Jesus is the Christ. They'll talk about Christ. They'll use his name, but they will deceive, again, not a few, but many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be troubled, for such things must happen. But the end, the end of this age is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be earthquakes. Powerful earthquakes are coming in various places, and there will be famines. 
and famine is beginning in many parts of the world right now, my friends, it's going to affect your life sooner than most of you begin to imagine. Famines and troubles, all these are the beginning of sorrows. And then he said down here in verse 22, he's always describing, as you'll see, the end times just before his second coming. He said in verse 22, for false Christs and false prophets, they're not just wild prophets, some of them are preachers, will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Only the elect will not be deceived. And the elect are those who truly walk with God and understand the Bible and believe the Bible. We're to live by every word of God. You need to study it. You need to understand it. So we need to take heed to Jesus' specific warning about false prophets who perform great miracles. Again, think about the crowd psychology often used in emotional religious meetings. People are often caught up in human emotions. They're not really studying their Bibles. They're not trying to prove from the Bible what is really God's will. They just want to follow a charismatic leader. Think about it. Jesus said there will be false Christs showing signs and wonders. God's true servants often would kneel down quietly and anoint people with oil, put hands on them, and ask God to heal them. These men will do these odd things. I'm not going to describe exactly, but they're going to do things that, of course, the Bible does not show Jesus' ministers doing. And they will absolutely deceive all but the very elect. Now notice the Apostle Paul's inspired warning in 2 Thessalonians. Turn to 2 Thessalonians. This is powerful stuff. A lot of you haven't understood this. Turn there, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's talking about these times we're living in just before Christ comes back and are gathered together to him. We ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit, word, or letter as if from us that the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away... The Greek word is apostasia, a great apostasy comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. And as the margin has, son of lawlessness, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. This man is going to sit in a church. He's going to show himself like he is God. He's going to take titles like God. People are going to worship him like God. And the true God of the Bible, the Creator, does not appreciate that. Think, understand, open your minds. This man is going to be presenting himself like God so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you about these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his time. Now, frankly, there was to be a type of this man from then Paul's time on, a great uh, series of false prophets. And then the final one that will rise up, as you will see in our age, the final Antichrist, the great false prophet right at the end. For the mystery of lawlessness in the New King James, which I'm reading, that's the term they use because the Greek word is against law. Against the traffic laws? Of course not. This man cleverly says you don't have to keep God's laws. Just go through rituals. Just follow the church. Just follow what we say. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. 
only he who is now restraining will until he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, again, a man against God's law, will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. Often many of the preachers today and so-called students of prophecy get all mixed up and they think a military political leader, some great military man or great political man is the Antichrist. No, that's not the case. He says here in verse 9, the coming of the lawless one, you see, teaching against God's law is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. This man is not going to perform lying wonders, the final military leader, but the religious leader will. And with all unrighteous deception, this is a religious leader among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. It involves the love of the truth. John 17, 17 tells us, Thy word is truth. The Antichrist involves false religion. The Antichrist involves the mystery of lawlessness, turning people away from God's law. And my friends, the Antichrist is alive on this earth today. You need to understand. At this point, my friends, I want to offer you one of the most vital and interesting booklets we have ever published. This booklet is entitled, Who or What is the Antichrist? And it will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet will open your eyes. Who or what is the Antichrist will spell out for you in detail the biblical proof of what the Antichrist is really all about. You need to understand. So call or write today. Just request your free, absolutely free copy of the booklet on the Antichrist. That's all you need. Call now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic, my friends. The Antichrist is coming soon. Now turn in your Bible to Revelation 13. Revelation chapter 13 describes a composite beast, a beast that refers back to Daniel chapter 7, which would be good for you to read. We don't have time for this here, but that original series of beasts that came together in the Roman Empire, a lion represented Babylon, and a bear represented Medo-Persia, a leopard represented the swift-moving armies of Alexander the Great and the Greco-Macedonian Empire, and the iron teeth represented Rome. Notice here in Revelation 13, starting in verse 1, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, John writes, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, 
and on his horns were ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. The beast which I saw was like a leopard, and the feet like a bear, and the mouth like a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and throne and great authority. Who is the dragon? Revelation 12 identifies, of course, the dragon as Satan the devil, as many of you know. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, mortally wounded. So here is the Roman Empire now, like iron, iron teeth, a powerful empire, not the greatness and the beauty of the Babylonian Empire, but powerful and stomping and crushing other nations. And one of his heads was mortally wounded. That was, of course, the fall of Rome, very famous, 476 A.D. And his deadly wound was healed, healed by the reviving of the Roman Empire through Justinian in 554 A.D., then men worshipped the beast at that time because it had authority. They worshipped the dragon, it says, who gave authority to the beast. They worshipped the devil and they worshipped the beast, saying, who is like the beast, who is able to make war with him? But get this, my friends, the military political leaders of the Roman Empire did no miracles. That's not what they did. People worshipped the beast because of its military power. But later in Revelation 11 we read in verse 13 here, in verse 11, we read of another beast. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. What is a lamb? The lamb is a type of the Son of God all the way through the Bible. So he looks religious, this second man, this second beast, and he looks very religious. And yet he speaks like what? Like the devil. He looks religious, he looks righteous, but his message is the message of the devil. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast. So here's a man helping control and guide the Roman Empire, influencing the Roman Empire, and causes the earth to and those who dwell on it to worship, to follow the Roman Empire. The first beast, whose deadly wound was healed by Justinian in 554, he performs great signs so that he makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Will God permit that? Yes, he's going to permit false miracles to be done to turn people away, to see if they will obey his word or they will just follow this hysteria and these false miracles. But get this, the military political leaders of the Roman Empire did not do these kind of miracles but the false religious leader at the end will do. So think about it. So anyway, this man is another beast, and he's going to be rising soon, and you need to watch. So the final false prophet, my friends, when you understand the final false prophet is going to come up and do signs and wonders that will astound the world. Wow. So should you and I follow this powerful religious leader that will arise within the next several years of your life if you live on another 5 to 15 years or so? Think about it. He's going to be very charismatic. He's going to have power. He's going to perform false miracles. Should we follow him, a man who does these kind of things, cooperating and guiding the final Roman Empire and who performs miracles? What is his reward? Turn back to Revelation 19 now. Let's see what happens to this man and no doubt to his followers to a certain extent. Turn back to Revelation 19 and begin in verse 15. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations 
He himself will rule them. Christ will rule the nations at his second coming with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress and fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God because this coming beast and the second beast, the false prophet, are going to have the whole world turned against God. So Christ is coming back in power. He has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Notice now verse 19. And I saw the beast, the Roman Empire, and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sits on the horse, Christ, and against his army. Then the beast was captured, this final dictator, and with him the false prophet. This man worked miracles, but what's going to happen to him? He looks religious, but his message is the devil's. These two the final military political dictator and the final great religious leader, these two were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Their reward is the lake of fire. My friends, picture a raging forest fire, a range fire. God's lake of fire will burn up those cast into it. This is the reward of the coming great false prophet who cooperates and validates this military political leader of the coming beast described in Revelation 13 and Revelation 17 of your Bible. Think, pray, ask God for understanding. It's going to affect your life. But why does God hate this system and its leaders so much? Again, turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Notice again what God says here in this passage in your own Bible, and you need to understand it, beginning in verse 7 of 2 Thessalonians 2. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, one against God's law, not the traffic laws. They didn't have very many traffic laws back there. The lawless one, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth, and destroy with the brightness of his coming is going to cast him into the lake of fire. The coming of the lawless one is according to the work of Satan, not God, Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Will you receive the love of the truth? Will you study this word, you, so you can be protected in these years just ahead? They did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. This man turns millions away from the love of the truth. He has many followers and he has other antichrists, my friends. That's the point. Many other antichrists and people turning others against Christ are going to follow this man. Turn back, if you would, to 1 John now. 1 John 2, beginning in verse 18. Little children... It is the last hour, and as you heard, that Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come, by which we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. You see, they had been religious leaders. They had been among the true church, the early ones, and they went out. For if they'd been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were with us. They were not really converted. But they used the name of Christ and began to turn people away even back in the early dark ages. Notice verse 24. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will abide in the Son and in the Father. 
The key is getting back to what Christ originally taught in the beginning, his message, what he taught, not what people twisted it around to say. The whole world has been led away from that original teaching. Notice back in chapter 4 now, 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. That's the key. You know, even many great religions don't believe that. You don't understand it, but they don't. They think that somehow Christ was born of the Virgin Mary who was immaculate and that Christ was not tempted in all points like as we are and still kept God's commandments. The key is Christ living his life in you. And that they try to do away with. Notice Second John verse 6. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. People say, oh, just love, have love. All right, here it is. This is love that we keep his commandments. This is the commandment that as you've heard from the beginning, many, not a few, many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming. Not that he did come, not that he will come, but it is present continuous tense in the Greek here. He is coming. How is he coming? He lives his life in you and me if we really surrender. Galatians 2.20, the apostle Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live with the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My friends, that is the key. The Antichrist don't want you to believe that Christ can actually live his obedient life within you. They think that you can't really do that. They say, just believe in Jesus' name. And they have various concepts of what that means. Just believe. Go through these rituals. Join this big religious system and you'll be okay. Yet the God of the Bible demands that we obey him. Jesus said in Luke 6, 46, why call you me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? And he taught obedience to God's commandments. As you see here in verse 7 of Second John, many deceivers, not a few, have went out into the world during the dark ages and have carried right on who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, continuously coming in our flesh, living his life fully in us, obedience life. This is the deceiver and an antichrist. That's what the antichrist is really all about. You turn over to Revelation again. Revelation chapter 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments, all ten of them, the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Not just faith in Jesus, but the very faith of Jesus. He lives his life within us. You want to turn now to chapter 22, Revelation chapter 22, my friends, and notice right at the end of your Bible, it says the same thing. Revelation 22, verse 14, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, uh, immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. Don't follow a lie. Those who keep the commandments, plural, will be there. They will be in God's kingdom. They will not be deceived by this Antichrist and the other Antichrists. 
Again, be sure to call now and request your free copy of this truly vital booklet, Who or What is the Antichrist? It will be sent absolutely free upon your request. This booklet will open your eyes. Who or What is the Antichrist? will spell out for you in detail the biblical proof of what the Antichrist is really all about. So call or write today. Just request your free copy of the booklet on the Antichrist. That's all you need. Call right now. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, let's read Jesus' own statements about lawlessness. Notice, back in Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Matthew 5, verse 17, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but fulfill. For surely I say to you, Heaven and earth shall heaven and earth pass away. One jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments, people are always trying to do away with one of God's commandments or more, and teaches men so, these false teachers against God's law, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, even the least of the commandments, shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Understand that, my friends. That's why in Second Thessalonians it tells us about the lawless one and how that is going to be the personification of the Antichrist, the one who comes at the end and teaches against God's law. So let's understand be sure that you watch out for this final one who's going to appear in the next few years in this great system and he's going to be the personification of the one who's against God's law and into all kinds of other stuff. May God help you to understand. Tune in every week, my friends, to Tomorrow's World program. Here you will gain precious insights and information available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the exciting prophecies of tomorrow's world. Write for this booklet, The Antichrist. You need it. And next time, tune in. See you right here next week. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, 
Visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.